every single marketer and every single brand should be attempting to earn a disproportionate share of conversation. If you work for an organization where they say, bring us a chart that goes up and to the right, you have a challenge. Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. I am here to inspire you, to excite you, to motivate you, to transform you, to energize you. Hello and welcome to Demand Gen Visionaries. This is part two in our three-part mini-series featuring some of the legends responsible for building Salesforce's story to Dreamforce Conference. Part two features another insightful roundtable discussion with Craig Swensrud, founder and CEO of Qualified and former CMO of Salesforce, Linda Dunlap, Vice President of Strategic Events at Salesforce, and Dan Darcy, Chief Customer Officer at Qualified and former Senior Vice President of Global Enablement at Salesforce. On this episode, Linda, Craig, and Dan dive into the challenges of shifting Dreamforce from in-person to digital, the true meaning of understanding your audience, and how Salesforce plans to transform the future of B2B events marketing. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Qualified.com. If you are a B2B marketer who has always dreamed of knowing when a qualified prospect is on your site and being able to talk to them instantly, now you can. Learn more at Qualified.com. So please enjoy this interview between Craig Swensrud, Linda Dunlap, Dan Darcy, and your host, Ian Faison. Yeah, and so Linda, like, tell us a little bit about what does 2021 look like? What is this chapter for, you know, this digital first experience? Sure. So like we talked about before, the keynote room, it gained its inspiration from the music and entertainment world. We talked about the physical event, which which also gained inspiration from Disneyland. We made lots of trips to Disneyland to understand from the very best how to curate an on-site experience. And no different in this new world, we're also gaining inspiration from the people who do it best, which is the not just television, but this next form of television, the on-demand form. So if you look at the the experiences that Netflix or Peloton or YouTube are able to provide, we're gaining our inspiration from them and how they serve up content to their audiences, their attendees. And we've learned a lot when we had to switch our format from the live event world into a broadcast world. And understanding our audiences, which our customers and our ecosystem or community, knowing that they're going to have an experience from tip to tail where they're probably on Zoom calls all day long. Zoom fatigue is real. Yet, you know, I'm sure all of you experience this. You're always asking your friends, what should I be binge watching this weekend? We seem to be able to have a voracious appetite to consume content that might not be Zoom related or meeting related, but entertainment, things that we're still ready to be listening for a story because we want to be we want to be transported into a story to understand what more we could be doing and we've been focusing on techniques that are used in the broadcast world so number of camera angles how fast are you switching from one segment to another how often are you bringing in graphics how long your duration would be a two-hour keynote it's not going to fly in this broadcast world you really have to be thinking about the duration i watched um Qualified's keynote, and I saw that it was a very nice 15 minutes. That's so thoughtful in this new world. How do you tell your story in less time and be really thoughtful about that? And we're doing the same thing. So we're borrowing from a different industry and learning best practices from them. And 
we're going to be playing with that as we think about how we're going to show up in our broadcast channels for this year's Dreamforce. However, it will be coupled with the launch of Salesforce Plus, which is our, our new streaming service for live experiences and original content series. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're all like beyond excited for this. This is Salesforce Plus was the announcement not too long ago was, was something I think we all were thrilled to see. What are some of the, what are some of the goals? What's, what's the future look like for Salesforce Plus? I mean, you know, Salesforce has been, been the go-to place for, uh, for business content for a while now. And, and this is just a really exciting development. So Craig talked originally about how when people been watching the keynotes in the live event world, that we were serving it up to them like it was TV. You had to come to a certain time to watch something. So this is really designed for the success of our community in a digital first work from anywhere world where the content that's meaningful and relevant for you can be served up when you're ready for it. And like we also talked about lessons we learned from the live event world about taking something that could feel overwhelming and breaking it down into zones or persona-based activity, the site will also be focused on doing the same thing to make it feel bite-sized and relevant for the persona that you are when you're coming to Salesforce Plus. I think this is a lot of the genius of just Salesforce in general, right? You take the best of the consumer world and web and you bring it to the to the business world. I mean, that's that's why Salesforce was started, you know, with the amazon.com instead of, you know, the books and whatever tabs were at the top at Amazon, but it's like accounts, contacts, opportunities you know, Peloton and Netflix, as Linda was saying, is, sh- was sh- is showing Salesforce the way. And so they're leading us into this new era of, of what, you know, um, live streaming and events and this whole hybrid world. It's it's pretty awesome to see. I'm, I'm super excited about it as well. We're taking every cue now from, from this. It's almost like the timing was perfect because like Netflix was happening anyway. It's just like the events of the last year and a half made Netflix like whoosh, the go-to thing, right? And so it all taught us a new way to consume content. And I think it was almost perfect because if you rewind the clock a decade at Dreamforce, the event was the most important thing. On-site was the most important thing. If you ask any of the employees, including all of us that were there, we were like on-site first, on-site first. And then the stream was like something, yeah, if we do, if, if that's great, that's great. But the on-site experience has to be perfection. And I think what's happened is it's forced the on-site experience to now be perfection. That's the, the, the viewing experience on the internet first on Salesforce Plus is the thing that everybody's going to focus on. And because everybody's going to be focused on that at Salesforce, it's going to be incredible. And I think the thing, honestly, as I look back that I'm not really proud of during my days at Salesforce is we created an online viewing experience, but you could never go back. Like go on YouTube right now, search for Dreamforce 2011 keynote. You'll find like the first two minutes of Mark Benioff and then everything else is gone. Or you'll get someone with an iPhone in the front row, like with horrible audio. And you're like, I can't go back and relive that. And I think that like, I'm so inspired by Salesforce Plus. I, I wrote this to, to Colin Fleming and Sarah Franklin, who are kind of the brain children of this thing. I wrote to them as soon as I heard about it. And I'm like, this is so clearly the, the future of event marketing because you know what? I can watch all of Narcos on Netflix when it drops, but I can also go back and watch the Queen's Gambit that's no longer in the top 10. 
but I can't go back and watch and relive Dreamforce 2011. It's like it evaporated. And if I wasn't there, like I totally missed it. And that's what Salesforce Plus is. It's the, it's the online first curated, high quality, very well produced experience of Dreamforce. And the, the opportunity for the team at Salesforce is obviously clear. It's, it's not just a million people on streaming online. It's a billion people, every office worker in the world, consuming content now or after the fact, consuming content that's been curated and produced for Dreamforce. Like, talk about thinking big. When I first saw this, I'm like, that's the end game. How much bigger can you get than every office worker in the world? You know, it's funny too. We talk about events, obviously, like most episodes on this show. And I think the the collective wake up for CMOs um, over the past year that have had events have been like, oh my goodness, we had 2,500 people at our event and then we had 36,000 online. And they're like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, they're like, I can't believe it, right? And then they're like, you know, I had whoever, Colin Powell on on this thing and like X amount of people watched that watched that piece of content. And it's like everyone is like, he was sitting at his house in his thing. Did anyone care? No. I, th- I always joke about the fact that, you know, if Jeff Bezos wants to speak into like a tin can uh, and, and like record it with an, you know, iPhone 4 and then publish it, people are still going to listen to it. But for the rest of us, we need to speak into a professional microphone and use a professional camera. Um, and I think that like that, that, that even has been kind of like pushed back a little bit. But I think what, one of the things that you said, Craig, that's so interesting is stuff that is actually produced. And like, I think that is a huge like mistake that so many marketers make that they think that things that look very easy don't realize the level of production and quality and thought that go into creating those things. And I think that that's what's so exciting about Salesforce Plus is like we deserve highly produced stuff by experts, by people who know what they're talking about, by people who have done it before. Like we don't need more user-generated stuff from people who are like walking down the street, like filming themselves and talking into like their camera and uploading on LinkedIn. Like we, ju- we don't need more of that stuff. We need highly produced creative stuff. It's so funny you should say that, Ian, because my hires this year have not come from the event world. They've all come from the broadcast production world so that we can understand how to keep curating products that are going to be engaging to our viewers. So if, once again, if we take that concept of we've come here to tell a story, so we have to take advantage of all the tools and best practices out there in storytelling in this medium to be able to reach our audiences. And that means that we're not borrowing from the events world. We're borrowing from a completely different industry. Linda, I love that you said that because it's one of the things when you're talking about quick cuts and things like that, when you start to look at like the regular content that you watch, if you go watch, you know, a a Marvel TV show or you go watch whatever, you're like, these are super fast cuts. Like they're cutting every three to five seconds. They're doing all this stuff. It's like establishing shot, this, that, you know, like all that stuff. And you just start to think about like how we as B2B marketers are like so far behind on like creating really high quality stuff that people love. It's like no wonder people drop off our our videos all the time. You're you're just like, yeah, this is not it's not good. It's not it's not the same quality. You know, it's it's uh, this is an aside, but the reason one of the reasons that we do 
you know, this podcast. And one of the reasons why podcasts are, are a really exciting medium is for the fact that like you can duplicate NPR quality audio pretty easy. You cannot duplicate Netflix quality video very easily. And like, that's what's so exciting is Salesforce plus saying, oh, we're going to duplicate Netflix quality video. And it's all going to be coming to you uh, for anyone who wants to learn more about about business. Like that is just so freaking exciting. It is. We have all kinds of new roles that we've never worked with before. I mean, for one of our events this year, we hired one of um, Beyonce's video directors to help direct that whole show. And we're using so much different camera footage and camera techniques, jibs and dollies on tracks and multiple takes, multiple shoots. And something that has completely flipped the switch is that, and Craig referenced this before, is that before we were live event first and we just happened to be streaming it to the audience and they got to have a peek in the room for sure. They got to be there live in the room for sure, but the experience wasn't curated with them in mind. What has happened in the last year and what is absolutely happening, and we're learning more about this industry and this tech and these techniques um, with each show is we're broadcast first. And honestly, even if we come into a, a post-COVID world where we get to come back to events again. I believe that there's an entire audience out there that will expect that we're always going to be able to serve a piece of that event that's broadcast first, that's meant for them to be able to have the same experience from anywhere in the world. That's why I'm so excited about Salesforce Plus, because we're never going back now. I know we're going to be back meeting each other in person. I know there's going to be an in-person experience part of Dreamforce, but we're not going back to the digital experience being second anymore. The digital experience, I know it. I just know, I have a feeling of the future of Salesforce. And I know that the digital experience is always going to be first now because it's going to reach so many more people. And that's really the ultimate goal, I think, of Dreamforce is to be, it's like Salesforce always, Mark always talked about the democratization of software that software should be available to more people at cheaper prices in a subscription model with servers that you don't have to buy, with software CDs that you don't have to pay millions of dollars for. It was like the democratization of software. And now we're talking about like the democratization of Dreamforce. Dreamforce used to be in a kind of an exclusive club. You had to have the money to get there. You had to have the money to be, to be in a hotel room. You had to be, have, your company had to have the money to be able to let you take a week off of, right? It was, it's kind of elite in a way. And we saw elite travel from around the world, but there's so many more people that wants to be in that club, the Dreamforce club, that I know it's never going back to a new world because it's going to reach so many more people. And look, 2021 is going to be, it's like a breakout year for this new idea. Like the words Linda's saying about video production. I never heard Linda say those words when we were doing Dreamforce years ago. But like she's speaking a whole new language. And like, that's so clearly the future, even when we're back in person at Moscone Center, probably on Howard Street in San Francisco, and we're meeting one another, that experience, the cool thing is I could hang out in person with Linda at that experience. And then I can go relive it on Salesforce Plus, even if I was there. That like, that's something that doesn't exist right now. You know, Craig, and I, I would add to that, that one of the things that I'm, I'm so excited about this future is that I think in-person is going to be so much better now. 
Like, I think that because we have a digital footprint where we know we're not going to miss everything, where you, you can have a second screen experience while you're doing that sort of stuff, you can engage with things in real time. And you can also engage with people because you know you're not going to miss out. I mean, how many times did you miss a keynote because you got a drink with a friend or you did something like that or, you know, whatever it is? Now, in person can be directly getting feedback from practitioners. Like, you know, I can go meet and catch up with people. I can do that stuff. The idea of like watch parties, right? As like, hey, you could get a, a group of people. You could go find a local pub and you could go like hang out and watch the watch the keynote. And if and if that sounds silly to still silly to our listeners, it's like, what if your bar tab is paid for? And you can go to a place and it's like, you know, like the idea that that Dreamforce can go can, that the in-person, both at Moscone and all over the world can be totally different is so exciting. And that is amazing that you just said that, Ian, because what's going to be super exciting about what's going to happen in a few weeks is that if you want to be served the content, we've got four broadcast channels for two and a half days that are going to be showing you back to back. So we can deliver that to you and you can just sit back and enjoy Yet you can also curate your own Dreamforce experience through Salesforce Plus and all of the content that will have lived on the broadcast will also live on Salesforce Plus with so much more content. So you can curate a very personal experience that is all around your persona or you can mix and match at your own leisure on demand the conference that you want that's meaningful and relevant for you. That's the key is like I can go back I can watch it live. I can go back. It's curated. It's highly produced. Like how many times at Dreamforce were we like, oh, I'm going to an executive briefing session. And then you get out and you're like, geez, I really wanted to go learn about email marketing, but I guess I can't because I missed it. Right. And like, you'll never miss anything now. You'll get to have this in-person or online live experience, and then you'll get to find it and consume everything that you want, which you really can't do today. And I feel like that concept like we're not going back to a world without Netflix and Apple Plus and Discovery Plus and all of the things. Like we're not going back to a world without these things because they're so much better. Like I think that's what we've all learned in the last couple of years is consuming content on all the things with a plus at the end of them is so much better than consuming things kind of the old way. And it's like, are we going back to a world where we never use Zoom anymore? Like everything is done in person on airplanes in boardrooms. Like, no, it's so obvious. Like Zoom's going to live on forever. Slack. Like, are we going back to a world where we all email each other? Like, no way. It's like, it's so clear that like you cross a chasm and you're not going back. And that's what Salesforce, that's why I'm so excited about Dreamforce 21 and Salesforce Plus is it's the closest thing for event marketers that shows us like what the next decade looks like. And Linda's the lucky one because she actually gets to work on this thing. And then Dan and I are going to take everything Linda learned and we're going to go create Qualified Plus, right? And right in her, so we're going to stand on her shoulders and we're going to learn what she learned. And then we're going to go do this. And we're all going to do this. We're all going to do it. And Salesforce is leading the way. And we have Linda actually, who's been through from Dreamforce number one to now Dreamforce number 18. And then she's going to be there at Dreamforce number 28. And we're all going to be learning from her still. We'll see about that. <laughs> 
So L- Linda, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited because I think you dropped some. Did you say Beyonce was going to be at Dreamforce in a few weeks? I did uh, not. I definitely okay. did not say that. <laughs> well, Dan, I said I said we were doing a private viewing party. Did I not? Did you not get the? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She should be there. You know, I mean, you know, Craig, it's so funny to say that because I, I did a I did a panel with um with the CIO of Salesforce a few years back and I remember getting getting off and I was like, that was so awesome. Like I can't wait to to share that on on LinkedIn. And they're like, they didn't record it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it was the CIO of Salesforce. What do you mean you didn't record the video? But and like it's just one of those things where we just didn't didn't think about it. Didn't even it's like no, hey, didn't, and I'm just, anyways, I, I'm su- I'm super excited, Linda. We're going to be following along as as we always do. Any final thoughts for for our listeners? And any uh, anything else to share? You know, we're still learning, and that's the beauty. Is that that whole idea of failing fast and learning quickly and applying that, and also being inspired by others? That has always been what we were inspired by and what we were driven on from the very beginning. And that continues to be our focus now. So what, whatever medium we use, whatever end product there is, the desire is to tell a story in the way that's most meaningful to our audiences in the way that's going to be relevant for them. And so it just happens to be in a broadcast medium right now, a digital medium, an on-demand medium. Well, thanks for joining us and being on our our, our audio version of the round today. Uh, you were supposed to walk off when um, when the music uh, started playing, but I guess we didn't get you the cue. Um, we thanks again. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Craig and Dan. Thank you, Linda. Linda, are there any? Every year, there's something amazing that nobody expects. You know, there's like. You know, you two shows up and they're sitting in the chair next to you. And then like the cake boss happens to be baking a giant cake or, you know, former president known, you know, to arrive or some magical new technology gets introduced or boom, we're buying Slack or something like none of us could have expected. Is there anything you can tell us about what's going to happen this year? What's give us some nuggets like I know you probably can't, but it's we're trying. I I can't. However, what I can say is that you're speaking to elements. um, We call the Salesforce tapestry of things that people have come to know from what a Dreamforce experience is. And we will definitely check those boxes again. I think you know, the one thing I could say you can look for, um, on the broadcast that might be different than an element, um, an element is that, um, there is something on the stage, we talk about inspiration from anywhere, or everywhere, that was inspired by an old show. I don't know if your, your audience members will know this, but Land of the Lost. Ooh. So you can look, you can look for it when Mark delivers his keynote. Um, but you'll, you'll know, you'll know what it is when you see it. Ian, thank you so much for hosting the show. I just want to say, Lin- Linda, it's so great to have produced this show with you and Dan. We go back so many years and it's fun to relive some of the memories and talk about the future. So thanks for joining. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Amazing memories to just play out again, especially with the final weeks of Dreamforce. It's fun to remember where you came from. Thank you for listening to part two of our past, present and future of Dreamforce miniseries. If you enjoyed part two, you're going to love part three with Colin Fleming, Salesforce's Senior Vice President of Global Brand, Events, Content, and Customer Marketing, discussing all the ins and outs of Salesforce's game-changing launch of Salesforce Plus. Part three drops next week.